Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We love you, Lord. Please continue to hold. My 
Almighty God, I bless your name. Holy one, I worship you, for you are God by yourself. You are God by yourself.
worship you, oh God. From the bottom of our heart, I give you glory. Take off and follow that 
Gloria, are you there? Yes, I'm here. It's, it is 5 o'clock. <laughs> I was looking at my clock, so uh, good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship for the second Saturday in March. It is March uh, the 14th, 2020. I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, And I welcome all of our returning listeners and uh, even our visitors, if we have any. We say welcome this afternoon. We trust that you've had a great day in the Lord thus far. We say that God sees you and he even knows your name. And the word tells us that we are the apple of his eye. We say you're worthy, Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power for you created all things. And by your will, they exist and were created. 
we were indeed created for this very purpose to worship. So we thank you that you have purposed in your heart, you made it up in your mind that you were going to gather together with brothers and sisters in Christ for this fellowship today. Uh, And we thank you. It's only when we worship God that we can find true fulfillment in this life's journey today. So, again, we thank you on behalf of our uh, entire uh, fellowship, our ministry, and we invite you to come back again next Saturday. And please invite someone to attend with you. And if you're uh, the first-time listener, you come as a visitor the first time, but we, when you leave, we declare that you are our friend, our brother, and our sister in Christ. So we say be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now today our worship serving team will consist of Reverend, Reverend Black. Our uh, deliverer of the preach word today will be Minister Juanita Purdy. And as always, we ask for you to pray as she meditates and prepares to deliver and declare a word from the Lord. And we pray that our hearts will be open to receive what she has for us today. Our um, our worship leader today, as always, is our very capable elder, Carolyn Cunningham. She will lead us in our invocation and the invitation to giving. Uh, today, Sister Helena Thompson serves as our talk show manager, and she's responsible for all the beautiful music that you hear during the service and during the prelude to uh, worship. Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey is the assistant manager of TalkShoe. She's responsible for taking care of all of the operational issues regarding TalkShoe, and she is our webmaster. Uh, She's the administrator of the church's website. Our invitation to discipleship will be given today and offered today by Minister Purdy, and Sister Helena Thompson will lead us to the throne of grace during our altar prayer time. Let me remind you of our upcoming Um, events for the week. Wednesday night, please join us for our small group Bible study titled Overcomers. And Overcomers is a Bible study outgrowth of the um, movie War Room. So this will be uh, about a 16-week study. Uh, Last week, our study title was Who Are You? And that particular study in each one of these sections will be taught over a four-week period. So please come and partake of this great study. Uh, Pastor would like me to invite you and remind you that we continue on Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays with our early morning intercessory prayer call. Our new starting time is 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, Minister Juanita Purdy would like to thank those who attended the second Saturday morning prayer call this morning. And remember, it's every second Saturday morning, and it begins at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So she thanks all of those who participated this morning. Please mark your calendars for our fourth church anniversary that will be celebrated the last Saturday of this month. The correction to the date is March the 28th. The newsletter shows March the 24th. We apologize for that. But please uh, plan to attend that and celebrate with us. Um, It is truly a blessing 
to be a part of the ministry. Our theme will be for your glory, Lord, and that's based on Ephesians, the third chapter, the 20th through the 21st verses that reads, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within you, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. So please remember to join us on March the 28th. Our prayer focus for this month is perseverance. Uh, One of our scriptures that we are using as our focal point is James, the first chapter, the 12th verse, and it reads, Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. And further, Romans uh, 12.12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. So Minister Juanita, as our prayer leader, reminds us uh, uh, to pray about perseverance in every area uh, where the Lord is. So we thank you for that, Minister Juanita. Please remember that our daily prayer guide is available each week in the newsletter, and this is our prayer focused uh, on a seven-day period. So if you're praying along with that uh, uh, prayer guide, you'll be right in tune with the early morning prayer team, and we pray about areas uh, such as arts and entertainment, American missionaries. We pray for children, for justice, for Christian laborers, for the poor and suffering, for the disabled, and for uh, prisoners. And today, I believe our focus is on prisoners. So if you have a need in addition to that for prayer during the week, please reach out to us on our church's website at refugefromthestormchurch.org or our church's email address, refugefromstorm at aol.com, and we'll make sure that Pastor or Minister Juanita gets your prayer request as soon as possible. So we're asking you, and pastor's asking you, to remember to, be, uh, to pray about everything. Pray as you walk, pray as you uh, just sitting, watching television, pray, pray all day, pray about everything. So we would love to hear about your praise reports and testimonies of how God is working in your life and how he has made a difference in your life. So please, again, send all of your praise reports and testimonies of God's goodness to the church's website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or our email, refugefromstorm at aol.com. Now we um, thank you for your attention to the announcements, and please remember if you've forgotten any dates or anything, always check the newsletter or our website. And if you appreciate uh, these podcasts each uh, Saturday, please just reach out to Pastor again on the website and just let her know that you appreciate it and you're encouraged about the preach word and the worship service. And if you'd like to hear that sermon again, and uh, including the one that's coming up with Minister Juanita, it's also in the, on the website. So now, again, I thank you for your attention All of our lines will be muted at the beginning of uh, the worship service. And as an added protection, 
If you wouldn't mind just going ahead and uh, muting your phones, we can protect the integrity of the service. Now let's go higher in worship and direct, direct our focus wholly on our Father God through our worship, our praise, our prayer, our music, and the preached word. So in everything, let God be glorified today, and we uh, say allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you right where you are today. Now, after a recorded opening song has been uh, played by Sister Helena, Elder Carolyn will lead us through the rest of the service, and we say please be blessed in worship today. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. He will be faithful to the end, always. The scriptures uh, selected today are two. The first is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. And the second scripture is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Let us pray. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves, but both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, our God, forever and ever. Amen. Now, let us hear a praise and worship song. It will be followed by the altar prayer, which Sister Helena will deliver today. I lay my hands on the sick. Tell them you.
Johnny! 
who say miracles, signs, and wonders. Follow those that believe. We say miracles, signs, and wonders. Father, I just thank you for this day. I just play that song today because I know I'm not the only one that had a very rough week this week. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are still the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. You can excuse me a little bit. I've been with some chemicals that are making me a little bit slow. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Despite what the enemy tried to do, with me, to anyone else on this call, we're still here. We're still here. And so I say to you, devil, ha ha, to you. Try as hard as you want to. Those miracle signs and wonders we believe and we receive. Father, all that you have for us, all that you've given to us. Personally, I want to thank you, Father, for a pastor. This doesn't give up on me. When I called her and wasn't sure that I was going to make it, she dropped everything, began to pray. Pray she did. You listened and you heard. Help me through. I'm here today because of your grace, your mercy, your kindness, your love. And I know that every caller listening in today is the exact same thing I am. And so we lift you up this day, Father God. We praise you, Lord, that First song I played, your love is stronger than our pain. And you proved that to us over and over and over, daily basis, Father. As our struggle is great, you give us that strength no matter what we go through. You're with us. We know that, and we praise you on high today and lift you up. We magnify your glorious name. Thank you, Lord, that you have never changed. You are the same. 
yesterday, today, forever. Your miracles have never stopped or your wonders. And we claim them today and believe for everyone on the call today, no matter what they're going through, whatever pain, hurt they've been through this week or going through this very moment, Father God, I just pray that you reach out your hand and touch each and every one individually. You know each pain, you know each burden, you know each heart, you know each need, Father God. I just apply the blood of Jesus over each and every one of us. We just put your armor on us head to toe. We claim today that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and that every tongue that rises up in judgment against us you will condemn, Father God. You know the plans that you've made for us. Plans to be healthy, Prosper, all prospers, Father. We're here before you to receive all that you have for us today. I ask you to give us ears wide open to hear all that you have for us to accept today. Eyes to see what it is you want us to see, Father God. Give us wisdom and discernment of your will. Pray for Pastor Millicent today. Asking you, Father God, to touch her body from head to toe. Pray, Father God, that you will just heal her. Miracle signs and wonders will be manifested in her life as well. She is the leader of this great church. He needs a special touch from God. As you said in your word that too much to whom much is given, much is required. He gives much. Father God, we just ask that you give back to her all that she needs in return. Reaching out and touching every one of us, all those that she's involved in for every blood vessel, every cell in her body, every bone to be healed, put into place, every vein, everything that is out of order. Father God, you are the, a God of order. Pray, Father, for healing, for pastor, for healing in our congregation. Miracles to take place, Father God, for testimonies to come quickly, Father God, that I still am going to say this year, there's a prayer on believing for breakthrough. Father God, you've already shown in many ways that it has been. I just say thank you, Lord, that many don't know I have a rare blood disorder. Diagnosed in the year 2002 and was given a year to live. 
their own believing. I do know because of the strong prayer warriors in this church. My blood counts have come up. Give you all the praise and glory and encourage those that are down today, no matter what your situation is. Don't give up on God. He's never going to give up on I was not supposed to be alive today, now. My doctor told me just recently he believes I'm going to outlive my disease because there is no cure for it. I thank you, Father. Considered a pre-leukemia condition, colliplastic anemia. Father God, only you could have brought those blood counts out. No one else but you. No doctors believed. No one else believed. I believe. All of these wonderful prayer warriors in this church. I'd have been so faithful to pray and remember me in prayer. I ask Kitty give back to them a hundredfold. All the time they've spent praying for me. I ask you to lead us in this service today. Father God, <laughs> you would lead Minister Juanita, the Holy Spirit, who will give her every word she speaks, help us to hear, to listen, to receive, to retain all the knowledge you have for us today. Father, we give you the glory, the honor, the praise, for you are able, are more than willing. Your kindness exceeds all that we can ask for. Your love encompasses each and every one of us. Wrap your loving arms around each and every one who is listening today. And let them walk away at the end of this service today, knowing they are loved, they are wanted, desired by you, and you are the answer to their every need, their every prayer. And we thank you, Father, for the testimonies to come, the answered prayers, Father. Ask it. Praise you, Father. Precious and holy, and amen. 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 Thank you. Your powerful prayer. Thank you for your powerful prayer of petition and thanksgiving to the Lord. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. 
Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by attending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in our community in that we have financial needs in order to accomplish our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to the targeted community. But for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, you have several options. You can go to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Milson by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com or our administrative assistant by email at refugefromstorm at aol.com. Thank you so much. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song in order to prepare our hearts to receive the preach word which Minister Juanita Purdy will deliver today. Sister Lita, do we have the music for Minister Juanita? All listeners, please stay tuned for our praise and worship song. I'm prepared to play it. This is Cheryl. Okay. Thank you, Sister Cheryl.
closer to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever, for He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever, sing praise, sing praise. With mighty hands and outstretched arms, His love endures forever. Through the life that's been reborn, His love endures forever, sing praise. Sing praise, sing praise, Love endures forever, and by the grace of God, we will carry on. Love endures forever. Be free. Yeah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give glory to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We give glory to the name of Jesus. We give glory to the Trinity. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. We praise you and we honor you today. We are always part to always happy to be a part of your greater purpose. We are always happy to be in your service, God, and we thank you. Hallelujah. Forever God is with us. God is with us. Amen. And <clears throat> we have his comfort. We have his assurance that he is with us. I just give glory to the name of Jesus. I give glory to God. I thank him for an opportunity to be here today. Um, I never, ever take this as a, a, a light um, responsibility because God has already told us that everything we do and we're action and deed at the end of life story, um, he will judge it. So I take this very seriously and I'm just happy to um, be uh, with you all in the presence of the Lord. Um, I want to thank Pastor Millicent and her place of leadership and her place that God has called her um, to this this uh, to this ministry. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you who have taken the time out to come and hear the word of the Lord. And I pray that every word is seated in your soul and it produces a harvest of a hundredfold. Um, I just want to um, kind of remind us that we're doing this series um, of Anchored in the Storm. And so it's uh, part of a book series and we're doing a message on each of those facets. Uh, we are anchored. We want to be anchored in a storm. No matter what that storm is, God has called for us to be anchored in it. And so, of course, um, the message that I have for you is entitled, Jesus is in the boat. Amen. We're going to look at that, that storm that Jesus calmed um, when they went out in the boat. Father God, we just thank you and we honor your presence today. We thank you, Father God, for this is the day that you have made. We, de we declare, we speak to our soul, we speak to our circumstances, and we speak to our situations that we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, I just thank you right now for lifting that, that um, spirit of heaviness and pouring onto us a garment of praise. Lord, I thank you for changing the atmosphere, Father God, moving out these conditions of pressure and these conditions of pain, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that your hand is not short. So we come against these yokes that are trying, the enemy tries to put on us to keep us in a state of thinking that, that we just, we're here. But God, and we're surviving, but you have called us to be victorious. You have called us as a mighty warriors in your kingdom. You have called us, Father God, to represent 
the power, your power, your presence, and your anointing, Father God. You said that you give it to us. And as you give it to us, Lord, we have the power to break yokes. So we're breaking these yokes, God, of, of, of pain in the name of Jesus. We know that is by you, not anything that we are, anything that we can do within ourselves, but by your power, by your presence, God, you give us authority. Help us to use it in the name of Jesus so that when the world watch us, they know that you are with us. And when you be with us, who can be against us? In the name of Jesus, oh God, I thank you. We love you. We need you, God, and we thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. We give glory to your name, Lord. I ask that you be with every word. Holy Ghost, rise up. Come to the forefront in the name of Jesus. So every word is given with clarity, and every word is received with confidence. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. We honor your presence, and we pray this in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So we are going to be coming from um, Mark, the fourth chapter, and uh, the 35th through the 41st verse. Um, it reads, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him alone, just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, be quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. So again, the title of this message, um, this anchored in the storm message is Jesus is in the boat. So we see in this particular scripture, Jesus and his disciples had come to the close of the day and it was um, in the evening, Jesus told them, let's go to the other side. So as we consider the backdrop of what's going on, Jesus had been healing and preaching throughout the region. He had gleaned a pretty large gathering. So even that very day, um, he was teaching to a crowd. So he was trying to get away from the crowd. And so he spoke to his disciples to um, let's, let's get in the boat and let's go to the other side. Jesus go into the stern, which is the bottom part of the boat, and he falls asleep. So it tells us that um, in verse 37, it says a furious squall 
forms and the waves break over the boat. So as we, I'm gonna give you a little his, his, um, science background here as we're talking about what is actually going on. So a squall is a, a sudden violent gust of wind or a localized storm and it tends to bring it tends to be associated with thunderstorms, so it will bring like heavy rain. Um, sometimes it will bring snow or sleet, but generally where we see it, it's usually associated with thunderstorms. And uh, you will oftentimes hear, you know, the meteorologist or the weather anchor person mention a squall line and you will see, you know, there's rain bands on the outside and then you'll see these long yellow or long red bands where there is um, a, either a heavy storm, just a very serious uh, depression there where there's heavy winds, maybe lightning as well. But these squall lines that are generally in the center of those rain bands can cover up to a thousand miles simultaneously. So they can go from um, just a small little, you know, um, static storm, or they can go on and last a short time, or they can go on continuously for hours on time. I mean, you, you go to bed, uh, you still see that same storm system when you wake up the next day, and it's just pounding and pounding and pounding. Um, on the community that, you know, it's over. So um, from all accounts of the reading of this particular passage, this squall had appeared suddenly. So when Jesus asked them to go to the other side, there was actually no reason that would indicate to the disciples that there would be cause for alarm. So, you know, because if you're looking up at the sky and you see these deep, dark clouds and, you know, there's some indication that there's maybe lightning or thundering coming along, you know, you would probably be more reluctant to go into the boat. But according to the reading and the way it's worded, there was no indication that this was about to happen. And so they, the, the disciples or anybody was not on any kind of high alert. So as we consider the scripture, we see that their concern was the waves that were being produced by the winds of this furious storm. Verse 37 tells us that the waves broke over the boat. It was the fear that they would not be able to stand against the fierceness of the waves crashing against the boat. And it was tossing the boat here and there. And so that was their concern. So as we look at that scripture and we examine it, we have several factors that we want to consider as we go through this message. 
One, the storm in the atmosphere. That made them, of course, that was one of the factors of what I say vulnerability. It was the storm in the atmosphere. The second one was the waved, the waving water that was in the lake. And then the third one, the third factor we want to look at is the vulnerability of the boat. So first, we're going to address the storm in the atmosphere. Thunderstorms, tornadoes, and hurricanes all develop from similar conditions. Similar conditions, just separate places. So you have thunderstorms, tornadoes, which are generally or can be um, developed inland. Hurricanes are generally developed in places where there is huge bodies of water. Same conditions. Tornadoes form in unusually violent thunderstorms when there is sufficient instability, which means that there is usually warm and humid conditions in the lower atmosphere and colder than um, colder conditions in the upper atmosphere. So what happens is that these storms, these different um, densities in the atmosphere start to turn on each other because the hot air is pushing up, the cold air is pushing down, and you start to create this unstable churning and twirling and mixing and it can create, it can create some fierce winds. The conditions also have to be sufficient, which means that it has to be uh, pretty cool around 50 degrees, 50 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit in order for these type of storms to happen. Um, storms are going to happen in our life because it is a natural condition of the world that we live in. It is the factor, the factor that we have to be concerned with is the devastation that the storm causes. The more instability that there is initially, the greater instability of the winds and the stronger the storm will become and more and it will become as devastating as it is strong. So the stronger it is, the more devastating it becomes. The more unstable the conditions, the stronger the storm, and the more devastation it will cause. We have to keep that in mind because this, this thing that happens in this natural world is no different than what we deal with in our spiritual world as well. So there's a reason why Jesus tells us that he is the rock. And we have to build the rock on him 
because we need that stability in our life to keep the storms at bay. Jesus has called us to be stabilized in him. Instability creates uncontrollable winds. The disciples' faith was not at the place where they could control the winds. Jesus was at the place where he could control the winds. Their faith was not yet at that place where they could control the winds. Now, it doesn't mean that we did not have the authority because all we got to do is look back in prior um, records in the Old Testament where we see Elijah who brought on a storm, who stopped the rain. We see uh, um, Moses and Joshua who held back the day. So that having that ability was not impossible for them. It's just that they had not developed to that point of understanding that they had the ability. So this was one of those teaching moments that Jesus was, God put in place so that they could learn. Their faith was not at that point. So they, when they saw the tossing back and forth, it caused them to panic. It put them in panic mode. But Jesus, through Jesus, we want to develop our faith to be able to speak to those outside conditions. The storm are the outside conditions. And so we want to be able to speak to those outside conditions. It tells us that Jesus rebuked the winds. He responded to every, every condition differently. He rebuked the winds. There are some conditions on the outside. There are conditions that surrounding us that God has given us authority, that authority to rebuke it. If it is there and there to cause us harm, we have power over it. Nothing by any means shall hurt you is his scripture and his promise. So he has given them that authority. They didn't know that they had it yet, but we who have seen and read and now know through the, the, the word that he gives us in, his whole, in the Holy Bible, we know that we have that authority. Ephesians 4, 7 and 15 tells us, but each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended in the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So 
it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. This is the building us up. Understanding what our authority is, is the building us up. Until we all, because we're at all different levels, but we have to work until we all build each other up in unity of the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God to become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. The fullness of Christ in all that he represented here on this earth, all that he represented to us, we are to attain those things. All that he came down to do, he said the works he do, some of us would do even greater. So our responsibility is to mature so that we can attain the full measure of Christ. And also that we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and the craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. So God want us to be diligent in learning who we are in him and how we are in him. Meaning he haven't left us as weak infants, vulnerable to the attacks of schemes and devices and manipulations of the devil. He has he wants us to go into that level of maturity where we are operating in the full measure of Christ. And there was not a situation that Christ could not deal with. Romans 12, 11 and 13 tell us, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. The disciples were learning, and we are still learning how to do things God's way. We have to learn that we don't conform to the worldly way of doing things. That, uh, that is often hard because we're, we've been really, from day one of our birth, entrained entrained to do things in a worldly fashion. So when we're born into the newness or the new life of Christ, it's a retraining, a retraining of our minds. It's a retraining of the, the, the patterns and the, the behaviors in which we have been entrained to do through this worldly system. But God tells us, that we cannot, we do not, if we want his victory, we want his success, we cannot conform to the worldly way of doing things. James tells us in verses, James 1 tells us in verses 6 and 8, 
that we can't be double-minded. Part of that double-minded is you're doing one way, the world's way, and then the other thing you're doing godly way. And so you're living a life here and a life there. It's all about God's way every day in every way. That's what it transforming ourselves in the likeness of Christ, no matter what the situation is. If I'm on my job, it's still God's way. If I'm at home, it's still God's way. When I'm out and about, it's still God's way. We do all things with prayer and supplication. We make our requests known to God, and He will grant us the peace in our hearts and minds while he is working situations out. That's what Philippians tell us when we read Philippians 4, 4 and 7. Everything in prayer. We see situations that, hey, we know this is not right. The world tells us to pick up the, the, the picket sign, the, the protest sign. God tells us to pray about it. He tells us to stand in the gap for it. He tells us to turn to him and humble ourselves and seek his face so that he can bring healing to the situation. So we have to be mindful that we do it God's way. And God's way is prayer first. And then pray again. Because before you do anything in your way, you seek his way and get confirmation from him. That's hard for us to do. It's hard to put down because we have been entrained. But the Bible tells us we're new creatures. So we have to retrain ourselves to think godly, to think God's way to do it according to God's plan. I want to say one of the things here, and I say this um, seriously. One interesting fact to know about these storms, and I mentioned the temperature, lukewarm conditions are needed for them to develop. So we have to, the Bible tells us that we have to be fervent. There's a reason we're fervent. We have to be fervent. Fervency is a necessity for victory. Fervency is a necessity for victory. So we have to be fervent. The second condition addressed were the waves. So Jesus rebuked the winds. Now he addresses the waves. Give you a little science background on waves. There are two main types of waves found in bodies of water. You have surface waves and you have deep current waves. We see that the strong winds in the atmosphere cause the increase in wave motion on the water. Those are surface waves. It is generally produced, the, the surface waves on the surface of the water are generally produced from the winds that's in the atmosphere. So these conditions 
will cause a domino effect. A domino effect in our life is when one situation is creating conditions somewhere else. However, we see that Jesus did not just rebuke the winds, but he told the waves to be quiet and still. If the condition was only linked to the atmosphere, then speaking the winds would have been speaking to the winds and rebuking the winds would have been enough. So we have to also look at what was going on in the waves that caused Jesus to have to address them. In order for waves of that magnitude, waves of a magnitude that can rock a boat, waves of a magnitude that can spew water inside the boat, that was, that was just not the winds, okay? So in order for those waves to develop, there has to be a disturbance underneath the water. So as the wind was pushing down on the top of the water, it was differences in the depth of the water below. Those differences can be the amount of salt, the saltiness that's in the water, the temperature of the water, all of those determine the rate at which waves are going to move. Whenever water is pushing down on the rock, if the rock is weak, it will give way to start to break apart. It's going to give way to the water. It causes differences in the pressure. And that pressure, when you have a uh, higher rock, low rock, higher rock, low rock, you got different pressure amounts that's in the water. That will create buoyancy. That means it's going to create an up and down motion. And so not only were the waves hitting the water, but because of the instability that was there, it caused the water to become buoyant. And because of that, it created more wave motion. The higher the pressure, the bigger the waves, the stronger the effects of the waves. But we consider those to be internal conditions. The atmosphere was the external conditions that created the domino effect. The waves of the water were internal conditions. So Jesus spoke peace to those internal conditions. Sometimes when we have situations that is, we see that is rocking the world around us, the first thing we want to do is just uh, clam up in fear. But Jesus spoke to those conditions. So when he said the word, peace, be still, those conditions had to settle down and be obedient to the word of the Lord. To explain it more clearly, you have worldly conditions that is happening that can cause 
inner turmoil. It is critical to use the peace of God to speak to those conditions and those situations. Jesus said in John, the 14th chapter, the 26th and the 27th verse, he said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world give. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. Why? We know fear paralyzes. Fear paralyzes. Again, Jesus said in John the 16th chapter and the 33rd verse when he was talking about what's going to happen, he's going away. He assured the disciples that, hey, I've told you these things. So that in me, in Christ, not in the world, but in Christ, you will have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart because he has overcome the world. So we want the internal conditions of our spirit, which is built on our relationship with God, to be rock solid. Because if it's not when the rock gives way, under the weight of the pressure of the weight of the water, it causes the pressure of the water to create turbulence. The peace of God, when we're built on that solid rock, will subside any turbulence. Lastly, Jesus addressed the vulnerability associated with this situation. It was the boat. The boat that was being tossed because of the turbulence that was surrounding them. Obvious, if Jesus is sleeping the boat while it's going on, he had no reason to worry. I recall in my last message, I encouraged us to remember the victories that we have had in Christ, but do not allow that to close you to any, the many ways that God is able to perform great miracles in our life. He may not part the, the Red Sea, but he gives you power to walk on the water. We don't always have the spiritual insight to know what may be happening beyond the surface of what we see with our natural eyes but God does. So we have to trust him. The disciples had seen Jesus in action right before they got on the boat. They had seen him in action that very day. However, there again, they, it was hard for them to see him beyond the miracles that they had witnessed so now when they're facing this new thing, I want you to hear these words that I say. When they were facing the new thing, they had this 
this the state of mind of how Jesus performed and what he does. So they had seen him healed. They had seen him turn water into wine. They had seen him do just those things there, but they hadn't seen him speak to the wind or the waves. So that was one of those things that, oh, who is this? He can speak to the winds and the waves. We don't want to limit God in his ability. He can do all things. So we want to see God beyond what we have already experienced. We want to think of God in such a way that it will cause us to know, grow, and flow in Christ. We want to perceive him as being an awesome, almighty, great God, that nothing is too hard for him, nothing is impossible for him, and we don't look at circumstances and wonder, is he able? We want to be in a place in our hearts and our minds where we know we grow and we flow in Christ. Now, there is an opposite in that, and it's called blink, shrink, and sink. Blink because we miss it. Shrink because we don't step out in faith and sink because now fear has overtaken us. Jesus dealt with their lack of faith because he knew that a lack of faith is what sink ships. We should constantly remind ourselves that Jesus told us that we can move mountains and nothing will be impossible for us according to Matthews, the 17th chapter and the 20th verse. When we have faith to believe, nothing is impossible for us. That is what Jesus was telling the disciples in that boat, in that situation. When he took them to a new level, Yes, you can do miracles, you can heal others, but the authority that we have in Christ go beyond even that. It all starts with understanding who you are in Christ and God's expectation of us. We can do nothing through his power outside of his plan. So if we're expecting to move mountains, we have to be within him because Jesus said that you can't do nothing outside of me. If we say that we're his, then it is having and knowing who you are in Christ. I'm going to close. I hope you are understanding. Sometimes it takes just a matter of looking at the way this universe is operating to get a greater understanding of what's going on in this spiritual realm.
I do want to encourage us. There are storms that are brewing. This situation with the coronavirus have everybody in panic. I mean, all over the country, they've closed schools. All over the country, they've closed schools. People are in sheer panic. They're even talking about a possible um, quarantine. The storms are brewing in the earth atmosphere. And Jesus told us that we can expect these things. But he also told us to take courage because he has overcome this world. And we are to be overcomers because he is an overcomers, overcomer who has led the way for us to follow. I can tell you right now, there is no perfect storm, but there is a perfect God whom we serve, who through Jesus Christ, who is the perfect sacrifice for our sin, has given us power through our faith in him to speak to these conditions and bring them into alignment with his purpose, with his plan, and with his peace. Many of us have one storm or another brewing around us. But I do, and I encourage you every time, ask yourself, am I talking about the storm and the effects it's having? Or am I speaking to it to be cast in the sea in obedience to Christ's instructions? You got to ask yourself that. Because power is only as strong as the one who wells it. And God has strengthened us in Christ to be effective against strongholds, yokes, and prison that tries to well power against us. But we have power over it. It requires our fervent and action and words and deeds and knowing who we are in Christ. Jesus is in the boat. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Minister Juanita for your very inspiring and powerful message of trusting in God as our rock in all circumstances, particularly during the storm, both inside and outside of us. Thank you for reminding us that we cannot conform to the worldly way of doing things, that we must conform to God's way, and we must always do it fervently through fervent prayer and fervent actions. And we must always remember the victories that we have had in Christ to propel us 
to continue in this walk with Christ. Thank you. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song celebrating this message. It will be followed by the invitation to discipleship, which our Juanita, Mr. Juanita will deliver. on the garment of praise. That's how we fight our battles. Yeah. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. What we're doing tonight. This is how I fight my battles. When you think you're lost, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hey! It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is just Daryl, I think you need to do it. 
Amen. Amen. I thank you, Lord. He has not left us as orphans. That has become, of course, one of my go-to scriptures. Because despite what may be going on around us, we know that God has a plan and he has a way to deal with it. He hasn't left us as vulnerable infants. But that first step is to come to him. He tells us in Matthew's the 11th chapter, the 28th verse, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He has it. He has it all in his hands. So we have to remember that Jesus loves us. We learned that it's not this this battle, it really isn't about us. It is that war that is waging in the heavenlies that since Satan can't get to God, he will get to God's heart. He will try to get to God's heart. Our job is to make sure he doesn't. Because Jesus loves us, loves us enough that he died for us. He's in the healing business. For anyone, no matter what needs to be healed, if it's unstable, if it's out of alignment, if it's not in line with the perfection of Christ, put it in the capable hands of God. He knows how to help us. He knows how to strengthen us. He knows how to turn situations around for us. So if we're at that place and we have not confessed Jesus as our Lord and Savior, I want to encourage you in these steps on the road to salvation. We need to admit that we are sinners. We all are sinners. But we're saved by the grace of God. We got to be willing to repent of those sins. And know that Jesus died for us so that we can walk in that sweet communion with him. We invite him into our hearts. 
and ask him to be our Lord and Savior and make him our Lord and Savior. That's you. I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I know I cannot save myself. I know that I'm not where I want to be. I know that I'm not where I should be. But I know that you have forgiven me. I believe that you, through Jesus Christ, died on the cross to pay the price for my sin. And I ask you to wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life to be my Lord and Savior. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. If you prayed that prayer, I encourage you to unite with Refuge from the Storm Church as well as a Bible-based church in your local community. Read the Bible. Start reading it every day. This is our daily bread. The Bible is our daily bread. So we need to glean our nourishment from it. And email us at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible and with Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mr. Juanita. Now let us listen to our closing praise and worship song, which will be followed by final remarks and the benediction, which our pastor, Reverend Nelson, will offer.
Amen, amen, and amen. How blessed we were as Minister Juanita broke down to us what it means to have Jesus in our boat. We wouldn't want to be in any storm, even on a sunny day. We wouldn't want to be out on any sea without Jesus in our boat. Thank you so much, Minister Juanita, for bringing us those words of encouragement and those words of challenge because you gave us some points and we have some things to, to do as we make sure that our, our boat is fitting for Jesus to ride in, actually. Uh, last week, we talked about the anchor and the purpose of an anchor and, and uh, 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 that the rock that the anchor holds grips to is Jesus the Christ. So we're so thankful for this series that's uh, reminding us that in any storm, God has provided an anchor. And and we will continue to go through the lives of some of the other uh, prophets in the Bible and some of the other persons in the Bible who have had storms in their lives and how the anchor is what kept them from being destroyed. God bless you for all that you do for the for the church, Minister Juanita. I want to remind you all that she is also in charge of our uh, second Saturday morning prayer time and invite you to join us for that at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we have some good time of prayer as well as Wednesday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern time. We're meeting to pray and to seek God's face, not just for ourselves in the church, but also for your concerns and your needs. We also want to invite you back again uh, next Wednesday night as we continue in our Bible study from the book entitled Overcomer as we learn how to overcome in this life, learn who we are and what God's plans are concerning us and how to live an overcoming life. And back next Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, we will be in church service worshiping. I want to reiterate uh, the invitation from Minister uh, Juanita regarding membership. It's important that we have membership in certain uh, areas, and it's traditional to have a membership in a church. I know that the, the various organizations that uh, are there to give support to the TI community offer memberships, uh, PAX International offers a membership, um, Freedom, the Ella Freeze uh, group, I believe, is a membership, um, Citizens Against Harmful Technologies offer membership, and there are several others, and they all offer memberships, and, and we are also offering memberships, but our membership is a lot different because our membership is to into the family of God, and that's to give you the access to God the Father and all the power of heaven to act on your behalf. And so I do encourage you, if you please, sir, please, ma'am, 
give consideration to becoming a member of Refuge from the Storm Church. There are, are, are places that you could serve, come in and serve and function in the uh, gifts and callings that God has given you. And right now, I think you may be sitting down on some. One of the things we found out for sure is that the, the, uh, the perpetrators want to isolate you. And most importantly, the, the, the design is to isolate you from the God that loves you. And while you may come to church um, and go in and go out and perhaps feel somewhat satisfied, we want you to know that there is a place in this church for you. So we do again invite you to become a member of Refuge from the Storm Church. If you decide to become a member, send us an email at mgrace321 at gmail.com or refuge from storm church refuge from storm at aol.com give us your name and phone number and we will be happy to contact you talk to you more about the decision you've made i'm pretty sure that some of you have held church membership in the past and you may be sitting down on some gifts that god has given you and we're putting our gifts together we're determined that even in the midst of the storms that continuously come at our lives, we will be productive for the kingdom of God and for the glory of God. So I challenge you to do the same. Decide that you will no more be silent just because someone on the outside of the family of God decides to cause you a hard time and to stir up a storm in your life. We can ride out the waves with Jesus and we can ride them out together. If you would but step out of the boat and join us as we seek to serve God in a fashion that will bring him glory and honor. At the end of the uh, prayer, we will be saying to pray for those of you, the dismissal prayer, we'll be standing around to pray for those of you who desire personal prayer. Um, and that will be after the recording has ended. I want to um, I want to pray the war room prayer, Miss Clara, because God has done it again. And not only that, but He will continue to do it for us. And that's what we want him to do. That's the whole purpose of us embarking upon this journey regarding anchor. You've done it again, Lord. You've done it again. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful. And you keep taking care of us when we don't deserve it. Praise you, Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord, that 
hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world, that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. Raise them up, Lord, that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on their knees, who will worship you with their whole hearts, Lord. Lord, call us to battle, that we may proclaim King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. In Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.